Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, October 26th, and this is People Every Day. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Janine Rubenstein with you. Are you guys sitting down right now? I have some news. There's a new update in the endlessly newsmaking split between Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. I know, I know, shocking. Michael J. Fox is on the cover of our kindness issue this week on Newsstands Friday, and our editor-in-chief, Wendy Noggle, is joining us to dive into all of it. And you guys, wait until you hear who Martha Stewart may or may not have her eye on. That's all I have to say on that now, but it's exactly who you think it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And on that note, let's dive right in. The hits keep on coming for Kanye, and no, not music hits. As we reported yesterday, after losing deals with Balenciaga and Gap over anti-Semitic comments, the biggest blow to Ye's bank account came when Adidas officially severed ties despite their lucrative Yeezy sneaker collaboration. As recently as March 2021, the rapper's estimated net worth was around $6.6 billion. And now, according to Forbes, the Grammy winner is down to about $400 million, with most of that money coming from his several real estate properties, his music catalog, Catalog, cash, and a 5% stake in ex-wife Kim Kardashian's Skims shapewear brand. So no, I don't think Kanye will be in need of a GoFundMe anytime soon, but it seems like he's being held accountable for his hateful remarks. Additionally, Super Bowl champion Aaron Donald and NBA star Jalen Brown each announced yesterday that they have parted ways with West's Donda Sports Agency due to his inflammatory comments. Even Weight Watchers took a shot at the Flashing Lights rapper yesterday when they tweeted out, Congrats, Adidas, on losing 163 pounds. I have to say, that was pretty good. But while corporate partners appear to be cutting ties with Kanye left and right, Spotify has no current plans to pull his music. The audio giant CEO, Daniel Eck, called West's comments awful, but made it clear that his music did not violate the company's anti-hate policies. X said it would be up to Ye's label, Universal Music Group's Def Jam, to pull his music if they felt the need or desire to do so. Spotify did not pull the company's popular, if not controversial, Joe Rogan Experience podcast after the host, Joe Rogan, used, as X said at the time, some racially insensitive language. Some episodes that featured that language were removed from Rogan's Spotify catalog. Still, with everything seemingly tumbling down around him, it will be interesting to see how Kanye's words and actions change, if at all. We are learning even more about the events that led up to the now infamous split between Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. And yes, this information predates Salad Dressing Gate. A source tells People that problems between Wilde and Sudeikis predated the Don't Worry Darling director's romance with Harry Styles. As the source shared, there were issues between them before and added... 
Regardless of what anyone else says about their relationship, nobody but the two of them know what went on and why they split. Jason and Olivia are co-parenting and doing fine with that. The custody issues between them from before have not gotten in the way of both parents being with their kids. A separate industry source further elaborated on the ex-couple's commitment to co-parenting, saying that they are united in their parenting priorities surrounding their six-year-old daughter, Daisy, and son, Otis, who is eight. The insider stated, quote, Olivia and Jason have pretty much worked things out and are sharing custody of their children in a mature manner. The split was unpleasant, but they have moved on. They will always have to communicate and be adult because they have two kids together. Whenever a big, messy breakup like this makes its way into the public eye like it has, it's easy to lose sight that this is a family unit that's broken up and there are innocent bystanders like children involved. So it's refreshing to hear that despite all the months-long drama, Jason and Olivia have come together for what's most important and have their children's best interests at heart. And now, let's turn our attention to this week's issue and its focus on something that we could all use a lot more of in the world today. Kindness. If we have learned anything, it is that we can all use and dish out more kindness in the world. This week's issue of People Out on Stands Friday is bringing you just that. Our kindness issue is filled with stories to warm the heart and our cover star, Michael J. Fox, sharing his mindset with us, which is, when in doubt, just be kind. Here with us today to talk about these stories is People's new editor-in-chief, Wendy Noggle. Wendy, congrats, and we've missed you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be with you guys. Well, Wendy, tell folks how the kindness issue even came about and and why it means so much to us here at People. Yeah, so the issue really came about right after some big political events four years ago. After the election, there was a feeling of so much division in the country. And it just felt like it was the right moment to try to bring people together, remind people that even if you have different points of view, you can approach each other with kindness and hopefully learn from each other and each other's experiences. And it's really important to us that people, this is four years going strong. We just feel like that still resonates today. For sure, for sure. The gathering process for this year's issue, how was it? It just fills me with so much heart because when we look at all of these stories, you just think, wow, this person is having such a ripple effect in this part of the world. And this person is doing it over here. And this person is doing it here. And, you know, on dark days when we all get depressed about what news we might be seeing, it it really is a ray of light that makes you think that we are moving forward. We are making progress. Um, We just have to make sure that we keep our eyes on the prize, so to speak. You're right. It's all about perspective. Well, our cover story this week is on Back to the Future's Marty McFly himself, Michael J. Fox. He's faced loss, adversity, and lived with Parkinson's disease for 30 years, but hasn't let any of that break his spirit or his spirit of giving. So what did Michael have to say about what is currently going on with him and the mindset he has to keep inspiring others and, and pushing through obstacles? So he's had a tough year. He was very close with his mother and his mother passed away. And she was really the person who I think planted the seed of kindness in in him growing up. He told us that she was such a sweet person. You'd always get a fair hearing when you brought something to her. And she loved to laugh and loved to laugh like crazy. He also had a few medical setbacks that were really the result of a loss of balance. But he has bounced back from all of that. He is doing better than ever. When you think of how he has devoted more than 30 years to his foundation and 
this really hit me personally because my grandmother had Parkinson's disease and I was 16 at the time that she was diagnosed and nobody knew what it was. I was such a geek that I did a high school project on it just to try to figure out more. And there was so little research and awareness. And Michael J. Fox's foundation has changed all of that. It really has been the preeminent research driver in Parkinson's disease. And this is all a credit to his spirit and him telling his story, getting out there, bringing researchers together. It's just unbelievable. Well, one of the stories in the issue that also really touched me was the story of Brooke DeBarros and her husband, Norman, and son, Brayden. This is a family that faced the devastating loss of their son, Chase, who died in a car crash at just 23 years old. But they managed to take this tragedy and turn it into a blessing for so many other people. So can you share this story with us? This is a family that we have dubbed the kindness family in America. It was something we were able to partner with Ivory on, which was amazing to highlight their story. I mean, as a parent, Losing a child is probably the biggest tragedy I can possibly imagine. And their son, Chase, loved to play basketball and had such joy. And after he died, they heard so many stories of how he had helped people in ways they didn't even know. Brooke told us simply, Chase made sure you were fed, clothed, and you were okay. And so they decided they wanted to continue that. And they wanted to make sure their son wasn't forgotten. And so they have this wonderful idea that they give out these basketballs with a QR code to get, try to encourage people to pay it forward. And when you scan that code after buying someone's groceries, helping someone walk across the street, they're able to actually see all of these acts of kindness across the globe. And it's been everywhere from Singapore to California. It's just incredible, the small little movement that they've started. I love that. Well, I would love to know from you, what's one more story that really inspired you? And also, what is like the Wendy brand of kindness that you like to sprinkle throughout the world? I mean, of course, I think of Leslie Jordan, who passed away the day our issue was going to press. And the reason I think of him is because in the dark days of the pandemic, this Will and Grace star took to Instagram. And the next thing you know, he is lighting up people's day with his humor and he connected with so many people, reached 6 million followers. Like It was those little acts that just kind of broke through some dark times. In terms of my own act of kindness, we always talk about random acts of kindness. And I like to instead think about it as intentional acts of kindness. Like, I don't want it to just be random. Like, of course, we should do those nice things every day. But if we go through our lives with a little bit of intention, imagine how much bigger the ripple effect might be. Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time to, to walk us through this issue. Well, it's so great to be here. Thank you. All right. Is there trouble in paradise? Bachelor in Paradise, that is. This week's episodes have been full of twists, turns, and tears. And coming up, we get into all of the romance and heartbreak with our very own Michelle Corston. And speaking of romance, 81-year-old lifestyle guru Martha Stewart revealed she'd go on a date with, quote, sort of cute Pete Davidson. Yep, her words. You heard that right. <laughs> and after the break, we get into what she had to say about a potential romantic rendezvous with the SNL alum. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. 
Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and yesterday, actress-turned-daytime talk show host Drew Barrymore had a special guest on her show. We're here at the desk with the legend, the icon, the one and only Martha Stewart! In the episode, the two women talked about being single, with Drew saying she's been single for seven years, and Martha revealing she's been out of the dating pool for roughly 30 years. The queen of home decor opened up further, saying that she feels like she waited too long to prioritize dating after she and her ex-husband husband, Andrew Stewart, split back in the 90s. Martha added that she uses being, quote, too busy as her excuse for not getting back out there. But she stopped short of saying she wished she had gotten remarried. You miss companionship? No, I'm not going to cry about that. Um, I don't know if I miss the companionship so much as the, just the fun. It's, it's fun to date. So then the two got into a game of red, yellow, and green flags. Red meaning no. Yellow meaning I'm on the fence. And of course, green meaning go. So Drew read hypothetical attributes of potential dates, like your date used an old photo on their dating profile, uh, your date's cooking skills, how close your date is with your exes, stuff like that. And Martha would raise a flag in response. And then the line of questioning turned to a guy known for dating older women, Mr. Pete Davidson. Your date has as many tattoos as Pete Davidson. <laughs> Green flag, red flag, yellow flag. Uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it, Martha, you minx. As you can guess from the audience reaction there, uh, Martha gave that a firm wave of the green flag and then Drew flat out asked. Your date is Pete Davidson. Another green flag for Martha. There's a thing on the internet where everybody wants you to go on a date with Pete Davidson. I mean, he's dated so many women. So what? No, I'm not saying that's bad. I think that's good. And he's sort of cute. Okay, Martha, I see you putting it out there, not being too coy or too desperate. I mean, I'm sure Martha's got plenty of room for some Pete Davidson on her couch in between all of those throw pillows and whatnot. Then Martha threw a little playful shade toward Pete when she talked about meeting him for the first time. He was on the beaver roast with me. Do you remember? Yes. He was this little twerp on the beaver roast. (laughs) He was even twerpier than beaver. But you guys, hold on to your crock pot recipes. Listen to what she said next that made Drew's jaw hit the floor. But everybody speaks about Pete Davidson in such a positive way. Like, he has to be a good guy. Oh, he is a good guy. He's a very good guy. And he knows knows how to get in and get out. Martha, Martha, Martha. (laughs) You guys, it's going to happen. Just watch. What are we going to call them, though? Like, Partha? Stuvidson? We, we can keep workshopping, but I'm just saying, you guys, don't be surprised when and if it happens. 
break out your flip-flops, wine, and roses, because it's time to recap Bachelor in Paradise. Our Bachelor Nation favorites have taken to the beach in Mexico, and they took a page out of the Love Island playbook, and in a never-before-seen twist, relationships were tested when the girls and boys were forced to split up. The men stayed on the beach, and the girls headed to a hotel. There were tears, and new connections were formed as five new men and five new women were brought into the cast. There's a lot to talk about here, so joining me now is People's Platforms Director, Michelle Coriston. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me. So before everyone had to go their separate ways, there were some couples formed. We had Serene and Brandon, uh, Genevieve and Aaron, Jill and Jacob, Shanae and Logan, and Victoria and Johnny, and Brittany and Andrew. So only two of these couples survived the separation. Who is still together? So Genevieve and Aaron are going strong. She was having an absolutely miserable time apart from him. Did not speak to anyone else. Was basically crying the entire time over Aaron. She was super like worried that he was going to date other women, but she basically ran back onto the beach in this very cinematic moment into Aaron's arms. He definitely like let her sweat for a minute. He asked all about her experience and saw how nervous she was before finally revealing that no, he did not pursue any other relationships either. So it was a very sweet moment. And I think that they are stronger because of this little relationship test. And then Serene and Brandon are still together. That's not really surprising to anyone who's been watching the show. They were like dancing around saying, I love you very early on. They officially said that they love each other. And I would be shocked if these two did not get engaged at the end of the show. Well, Now, let's talk about the couples that are no longer together. As fans know, Shanae was in a love triangle with Logan and James. She picked Logan and therefore sent James home. And Shanae did go on a date with newcomer Tyler while she was staying at the hotel, but they aren't together. Logan went on two dates while Shanae was gone, and he is now with newcomer Kate. And Shanae was not happy to say the least, right? Yeah, that's definitely an understatement. (laughs) Even though (laughs) Shanae has certainly just been taking full advantage of the opportunity that is paradise and getting to know whoever and enjoying it. She did not really appreciate that Logan did the same. Mm. And so they, you know, had their words, right? Well, actually, not her and Logan as much as Shanae and Kate. What was that debacle like? Well, so there's a little bit of a history. I mean, Kate was really like a blip on that season of The Bachelor. People, like, I I literally did not recognize her, whereas Shanae was like the big villain of the season. But during the After the Final Rose for their season, Kate kind of like joined in on the gang up on Shanae and was really, really mean to her. So then when Shanae finds Kate, not only on the beach with her, but like with her man, she was not happy. She said she's loud. She's not nice. She's rude. And Kate definitely tried to act very like mature about it. But she even admitted that she was like, happy that she was getting under Shanae's skin. Well, let's talk about the other couple shakeups. Brittany and Andrew aren't together anymore. She's with Tyler and he's with Jacenia. Jill and Jacob split and she left Paradise in tears. Victoria and Johnny might be over as she told him she wants to explore things with Alex, one of the new guys that came in. So did any of these splits shock you? I mean, with Jill and Jacob, like they were cute together and they seemed like very similar but I don't think their connection was like that strong and I I actually thought it was pretty mature of Jacob 
you know, he tried to get with Kate and he even kissed her, made out with her a bunch. And then she ultimately obviously went with Logan instead. And Jacob very easily could have just told Jill, like when she came back, oh, I tried it with Kate, but I wasn't into her. It made me realize I really like you and stayed with her and kept them both, you know, on the show. But he was honest. And he said, like, the fact that I was able to connect with Kate and she was so bubbly and so personable, it kind of showed him that his feelings for Jill couldn't have been that strong if he was so easily distracted. All of these shows, I'm like, this is just like playing with fire, right? Well, what did you think of the twist of separating the boys and the girls? Do you think it worked? I'm a huge fan of Love Island UK. I've been watching like since before it came to the US and have been obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. It's amazing. But this is like, this is their version of the Casa Amor twist from Love Island, which started in season three. Mm -hmm. And I think on Love Island, it works beautifully. It shakes things up. And granted, on Love Island, it's a much longer season. These couples have been together for way longer than on Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) But they, even when they're separated, even the ones that are sad, they kind of have fun. They get to know the new guys, even if they're not going to pick them. And it's like a really fun atmosphere. On Paradise, it was it almost felt like emotionally abusive because these women clearly don't watch Love Island, had no idea what was happening, and they like had like meltdowns. And I think with Love Island, the tone of the show is very like tongue in cheek, funny, fun. You know, there's like a there's like a, a commentator, but Bachelor in Paradise kind of toes this weird line for me where it's like. The original show, The Bachelor, is very earnest, very, this is how you find love and these are the rules and these are what you do. And then Bachelor in Paris, they try to be like funny and cheeky, but then also make you get married at the end. Well, it had us at the edge of our seats, right? And we will see what, you know, next week brings. Michelle, it's always so great to have you on. Thanks, Janine. We've all been there. You're rushing to the airport to catch a flight, you're stuck in traffic, and then some bozo won't let you over and you almost miss your exit. Then you're stuck in an impossibly long line to check your bag, and that's before you step foot behind someone who doesn't appear to have been through a security checkpoint since 1997 and doesn't understand why they can't bring hedge clippers and a two-liter bottle of Crystal Pepsi with them on the flight. You rush to your gate with almost no time to spare, except for a Cinnabon. Obviously, (laughs) you barely make it on the plane, out of breath, both from running and eating a Cinnabon, and your reward for all that effort, a middle seat. Well, Virgin Galactic Australia is here to make the middle worth your while. As part of the airline's Bring On Wonderful campaign, they are now offering lottery prizes to anyone who sits in the dreaded middle seat. Middle seat riders will have a chance to win prizes out of the $230,000 lottery pool. That includes a Caribbean cruise and a helicopter pub crawl extravaganza. Don't even ask. The idea of the middle seat lottery came after the airline conducted a social media survey that discovered travelers are least likely to choose the middle seat. I know, shocking, right? Virgin found that less than 1% of flyers intentionally select the middle seat as their first seat preference, which I'm just saying, anyone who prefers the middle seat might need to be on the no-fly list. The middle seat Lottery launched Monday and runs through April 23rd, 2023 and is open to any passengers who either select or who are assigned a middle seat when flying with Virgin Australia. In order to enter the lottery, middle seat passengers are required to enter their details on the Virgin Australia app within 48 hours of their flight's scheduled departure time. So now the question is, would you give up a window or an aisle for a middle seat if you have the chance to take home some cash? 
I don't know if I would, but I definitely think about it. (laughs) Well, that's our show for today. Thanks as always for sharing part of your day with us. Let's do it again tomorrow right here on People Every Day. We'll save you a middle seat.